0: Hey guys and welcome back to the Team Teamlicious podcast. I'm very, very, very excited to share this new series that we're going to be doing hopefully once a week with the one and only the Lash poppy. <laughs> My husband Hakim, is here with me today. It's been a while since he's been on the show because he's just so busy making TikToks and being famous. Those of you guys who don't know, he Officially has over 100,000 followers on TikTok and now he's growing on Instagram. He says he's gonna beat me and get more followers than me on Instagram. We'll see about that. Um, But we really wanted to bring him more into the show because if you guys don't know, Hakeem has been a barber for 12 years and he owned his own barbershop, actually where we have our training academy here in Oxnard, used to be Hakeem's Barbershop. So he had a full shop full of a uh, bunch of raggedy barbers, and, and um, you know he managed and owned that, and had his own retail section in the store. A lot of the the furniture that we took for the retail actually was from his retail store. A lot of people don't know that, so um, he has a lot to say when it comes to running a business, both on the side of what you should do as well as what you shouldn't, shouldn't do yeah, <laughs> yeah. <for sure. laughs> from the lessons that, that he's learned from being a business owner and also working in multiple barbershops right i mean how many barbershops did you work in before you opened premier i i want to say i worked at like five barbershops, at
1: yeah. least, yeah.
0: That you can remember, right? They can, they yeah, I can remember. Yeah. It, from when we were dating, like since I've known you, at least five for sure. So, you know, seeing a lot of different management styles and ownerships and, and transfers and things of that nature, um, he definitely has been. I've only worked in one salon, so, you know, I only had a little bit of experience before opening my first place.
1: I think I was just impatient at the time. I just wanted—I wanted to get to the finish line, and every time I was—I was, I was uh, blaming someone else for my own mistakes. You know.
0: Uh, it definitely sounds like the common theme, and we're gonna talk more about that. Um, but we're gonna start this series, guys. That's called Lessons from Lash Poppy. and I'm—I just—I know it's funny, it's cheesy. I have a thing for alliteration, um, but I. Well, Hakim and I both decided that you know we wanted to incorporate more of his knowledge and his expertise in owning businesses, so that you guys don't just hear me talking all the time. You know, a lot of what I know in my business actually comes from Hakim. Fun fact. So, um, to kick off this series, the first episode um, with lessons from Lash Lashpapi is going to be all about. Um, remaining positive, Hakim's perspective of how to remain positive when the market is consistently fluctuating. So, um, a lot of these, you know, people ask him this kind of stuff. If you see him online or you meet him in person, you're going to know that energy is pretty much consistent. He's always, you know, pretty happy. And there's um, a lot of layers to that. Um, and we'll get <laughs> into that, but the point here is that, you know, Hakim is really my, uh, saving grace when it comes to um, being positive. I, I have somewhat of a pessimistic mindset, and I tend to be have a lot of anxiety, and I lean into it a lot of times. I, I even say that I dwell, and I get into this self-loathing, um, over overstimulated, overwhelmed state where I start to just feel like the world is ending, like Chicken Little. And the world's falling down on me. And Hakim is really the one who, in our business, he's the one who really reminds me, like, everything's going to be okay. Yeah, everything's going to work out. I think like... on average, per day, you probably say something to that effect to me at least, like, what, like a dozen times a day? Yeah, for sure. At- everything's going to be okay, pretty, babe. At least every hour, probably. Yeah, pretty much on the hour, every hour, he says, maybe not those exact words, but...
1: Like everything's going great, or you know. Yeah, we're doing great. We're we're gonna we're gonna get this past this little hump or whatever, and we're yeah. gonna coast like or whatever, you know, whatever. That's it is pretty
0: whatever. much Hakeem's like it's his un, one of All his right. um unofficial duties is to constantly reassure me. So um, with that said, we want to get into it. I don't want to you know go too much, but it's just been a while since he's been on the show, so I wanted to give you guys a little bit of background. Um. Yeah, so Hakim, you know, because that's really a big he's he's the the ray of sunshine in in in, in behind Beauty Licious. It's just I feel like it's appropriate for him to talk on this subject. You know, people ask me this all the time as well. Like, actually, how do you do it? How do you, you know, stay motivated? And I'd be lying if I gave you like some spiel about, oh, I just pray or like <laughs> that's just not it. I I dwell and I and I cry. I cry a lot actually.
1: Yeah, she starts freaking out pretty often.
0: hmm. I, I I hyperventilate. I lock myself in my room and uh, I overeat. That's a big one. <laughs> uh, so I really don't deal. How do you cope? I don't. Hakim is the one who really handles that portion of the business. Um, and that's how it works. So I just wanted to get some, info, you know, some, I guess, feedback from Hakim, some advice, some lessons from the Lash poppy <laughs> about how to remain positive. Because um, in this, uh, whether you're in the beauty industry or fashion industry, or it really doesn't matter, whatever entrepreneurship you're in, whatever business you own or are starting, there 's going to be fluctuating um, of sales and, and that just goes across the board. Uh, we believe and you know there 's theories that prove that the beauty industry is one of the very few recession proof industries, and we can talk about that on another episode. Um, the science and the theories behind that, but ultimately, it's just proven that you know, lipstick and lashes keep selling even during a global pandemic. No matter what, yeah, they're knocking on our <laughs> doors, right? So, um, with that being said, even though it is quote bulletproof, at the end of the day, they're still fluctuate, right? Like every like every other industry, the housing market. Cars. I mean, everything.
1: everything fluctuates. Yeah, for sure.
0: So a big question for Hakeem is just like, how do you do it, right? How do you keep a smile on your face? How do you stay this this ray of sunshine even when, let's say, days that you make no sales, right? Because we have those guys. Full transparency. Yes, some days we're making. I mean, there's been okay. days where we've made five figures in a day, but there's also days where we make zero. It not too often. Not but, too often. But but it does but, happen. But
1: it's happened. Yeah, for sure. So it's just, I guess. Uh, reminding reminding yourself that it's part of the game like the, there's gonna be ups and there's gonna be downs like if it if it was a, a constant like everyone would be doing it like that's yeah. like the, that's like the safe choice would be like a, a constant like a job that pays you uh, a constant right. wage every month and that's not that's not the business that we're in we're in a business that you're uh you're, your own business so like you're, you you got you have to to figure out ways to to grow it and to nurture and
0: probably to- offset too. Like, this is where, in my opinion, if I can interject, like have multiple sources of income. If you do services, having like products that you sell to your clients, like aftercare, or you know, um, I know you had like your gels. gels, yeah,
1: for sure. So, it's something that the customer could still leave with the. Um- when they're, um, as they're leaving.
0: And especially if like they have friends who also get maybe that same kind of hairstyle or, or nail style, whatever it is that you offer. If maybe there are people in the, in your area that, um, would like those products as well, but maybe don't necessarily want to leave their service provider to go to you. Right.
1: But they're down to, to use your, uh, your gel or your nail polish or whatever it whatever is. Whatever is that you probably sell. Probably not your nail polish. polish. If yeah. you're a
0: nail tech, you're not selling nail polish, babe. Oh, yeah. You know, I, don't, I wouldn't know. Yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> uh, well, if you're a nail tech, probably like cuticle oil ketico, or. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm glad you don't know what nail what nail techs would be selling.
1: I still, I still think that they were putting the.
0: Oh yeah. The plastic, there know. was this TikTok video that went viral. I don't know if you guys are on TikTok, but there was this TikTok video that went viral that was like showing how um, acrylic nails were applied, and it was showing yeah. them literally like injecting a, a fake nail yeah. into the, your...
1: into the skin. I was like tripping out on it for like months before I, I even like bought the... He
0: told me one day, he's like, is that what you do? Is that what Leslie does to you? Like, doesn't it hurt? And I was like, w- I had already seen the video, but I knew that it was satire. I knew that it was fake because like, first of all, I get my nails done. Second of all, nobody would inject these things, these hard plastic things into your nail bed, but apparently guys believed it. So my husband believed that anyways. Okay. Off topic. (laughs) The point is guys that yes, it's part of the game and this is where having different types of income, you know, um, could really be beneficial. Um, so that is definitely, um, one side of it. You're going to have ups and you're going to have downs, but at the same time, like there's also people out there who maybe aren't have never been fully booked before. Like what about the people who kind of have been struggling, maybe been doing lashes or doing nails for a year or two years already and still aren't like fully booked, right? I know I got fully booked pretty quickly because, you know, I'm weird and I did all the things, but most people were not doing all the things I was doing and maybe they're just relying heavily on referrals or, you know, they're just doing the bare minimum or whatever it is that they are doing isn't working that well and they're only getting a few clients like, how if you were that person you were there at one point where you were i remember when i met you i think you were still cutting some people's hair for like five bucks like some of your friends were still only paying you five ten bucks for haircuts so um obviously that was 10 11 years ago very long time ago but the point is when i first met you you weren't licensed yet and you were still cutting some of your friends for basically free Uh, at that time how did you remain positive right like I just remember thinking like I actually like do like
1: I actually liked being a barber. So that okay. was that was probably like the main thing I that kept me positive. Like just like reminding myself that when once this paid off, I was gonna enjoy going to work every single day. Like it wasn't gonna be like a job that I dreaded. Like no. I wasn't doing it so much for the money but for like the experience of being a barber, like the whole lifestyle about it. Like I just always wanted to be a barber, so like it just I was just thinking big picture. You can't think of the now. You gotta think of like A year from now, like two years from now, like if I, if I put in the work, if everything keeps on going, well, do I enjoy doing this? Like, and if you don't, then.
0: Well, if you don't, then you probably
1: shouldn't be doing it. Then you probably shouldn't be doing it. Yeah.
0: But like, you know, when you were, you know, only let's say getting three, four cuts a day, right? And, and each of those cuts was only making you 15 bucks when they tipped you, right? Now, obviously, you charge triple that. Yeah. But when you were first starting out and you were charging 10 bucks and they were shooting you 15 and you only did three people in the day, like, what, I mean, what, how did you, I, 40, I just, f- $45? I think I, think, I think I just, like, uh,
1: I would just think about it like the, my previous job, before that job, I wasn't making that much more. Yeah, back so, then, like, what, yeah. seven bucks an hour? So, yeah, back then. we old. Yeah, back, back then I was probably making, like, 300 bucks a week right before I started cutting hair so I was probably making like 400 bucks a week as a barber like you know right. I was making a little bit more but I enjoyed what I was doing like so right. it was it was a lot different for me and I was like you know and this is just the beginning like right. I don't think I gonna be stuck at 400 so whereas with my other job I didn't really know how much it was gonna lead to so I was just kind of I was always worried about that too so I was like damn like I just really enjoy, like I said, more than anything, I just enjoy cutting hair. I just enjoy doing it. I feel like if the, if you enjoy doing it, mm. it's you're, you're just going to go a lot further with it. Instead of just thinking like, oh, dang, this is gonna make me a, a ton of money. I gotta, I gotta right. become a, a lash artist because they make a lot of money. Oh, I gotta go do a, a brow tattoos because they make a lot of money. Like mm-hmm. just jumping to the next, the next thing just because. I think that's
0: been a, like the trend lately. Yeah, that's
1: the trend. And
0: I... I don't think it's one hundred percent the students or I guess the new girls, new guys' fall. I think a lot of that relies on the trainers, and that's just a whole nother. I actually have a podcast all about this, um, where I talk about like how it's a little bit it's it's i wouldn't say unfair but definitely um murky waters to be marketing your classes as like take my class and become a millionaire pretty much you know yeah for sure
1: because a lot of that stuff has to do with you it's not so much the trainer it's the kind of person you are if you're going to be the kind of person that's going to put yourself out there and you know right. and do the stuff then then yeah you could probably be a millionaire in anything that you want to do yeah, that you really yeah if do, that's you know, your personality that's your personality you know if not then you have to realize what it comes down to like I said if you're slow then maybe you should be open-minded and try figuring out other uh, other ways to mm-hmm. market yourself you know if if what you're doing I think that's
0: a key word right there. Open minded. <laughs> people come into this, and I feel like they think that they have this vision of how it's going to be. They're like, "Okay, I'm gonna take this class. I'm gonna do a couple people for free, and then I'm gonna be a millionaire. And like, then
1: I'm gonna be booming. Like, yeah, just, just exactly. Because like
0: I did three models, and you know, and it was freaking hard. And my work sucks, and now nobody wants to come to me, right, or whatever it is." And I think that people feel like they, they have it all figured out, right? Like, before no, no. they even step foot in class. Every, I feel
1: like any... Like I said, you can make money in any... I mean, way. you
0: see me with my students, right? People come in and take the classes sometimes, and you hear them, like...
1: And they're like, like, in, in two months, you think I'll be...
0: Yeah, how much should like, I charge? Uh, and, I, like, sorry. right, like the, one of the first questions, and I'm... If you're one of my students, I apologize if you feel attacked or you feel like this is about you. It, it probably is. But, like, the first question that they're most concerned about is how much should I charge? Like that is the, and when I say like that is the question, that is the number one question students ask. Like before they even can glue, before they even understand how the glue works, they're already like, but how much should I charge? I'm like, what? Yeah. You sh- did- That sure. should be the last thing on your mind. You- the first thing on your mind should be, to am try- I doing a good yeah, job?
1: Try- how- trying to be the best that you could be, yeah, for exactly. sure. Exactly.
0: And I get it. We have bills to pay. We have kids to feed. We have, you know, uh, debt maybe. You know, you have all these goals and maybe you want to flex on your friends from high school or whatever it is that your reason is. But at the end of the day, like, your main objective is your how much money you're making you know that's what ma- basically what hakeem's saying like that's what puts the negativity i think i honestly think that is where you get the negativity where you get the sadness because you set these unrealistic expectations yeah, and,
1: and you're just, and you're doing something that you, you probably don't really love
0: right or even haven't given a chance to love
1: it exactly yeah because you're just so worried about the money and it's and it's messes and it messes you up before you even start for sure yeah you
0: pretty much set yourself up for failure because Again, you're not going to make money right away. Yeah, you have to – like I said, the, the biggest thing is you should you should love what you do.
1: So if you don't – if you're not loving whatever it is that you're doing, then you should probably take a step back and really think about what is it, what is it that you think that you could enjoy doing every day. Yeah. Like, and start there, like that should be your starting point. You know what I mean? Like, don't do it because it's gonna make. There's money in literally everything. There's pe- <laughs> there's people that make slime that are making tons of money. Like, just <laughs> the weirdest, rid- stuff. just ridiculous stuff. And they're just
0: wait. Th- what about that guy who waits in line for people?
1: Yeah, yeah. There was this guy in New York who was just. Like, he was actually homeless. And uh,
0: He's like what do I have a lot of Yeah,
1: he, yeah we, And he realized he had a lot of time And he, he was noticing All these people Waiting on all these lines For all these like Sneaker drops Or phone drops I don't know like Playstations and just stuff like, Whatever it was That was dropping But a phone. lot of
0: times The way those work is You can't just stand in line And buy 50 You, you can only stand in line And buy one Maybe two
1: so he realized that so he's like I'm just waiting here and a lot of people in New York have a lot of money so he started he just a lot he, of money and
0: not a lot of time Yeah
1: so he shot he shot his shot and then he's like oh Now God. he
0: runs a whole business and he has people that wait in lines for him and you pay him to wait in line for you for these things and sometimes it's a lot of money Yeah
1: he's they're making, like, I want to say he was making, like, 300 bucks for every time he was waiting in someone's line. And now he has and a And while you're just
0: standing there. Yeah. You're just standing there. So the point is, I mean, and that's, like, you can literally yeah. sell your time. Yeah, like, for sure. Like, everything is for sale, and you can make money doing anything. This guy is probably so wealthy now. He's a genius. Now other people are probably doing the same thing. Who would have thought that you could actually rent your house out if you're out on vacation? Like, Airbnb, right? Like, There's so many ways to make money. So the whole point here is that don't do lashes or brows or nails or or, or Or whatever it is.
1: Whatever it is for the money. Do do it because you actually think you could enjoy doing it for the rest of your life.
0: And I know this is not the message you wanted to hear and this is cheesy and you're like, wait a minute, I thought Hakeem was cool. Why is he telling us this cheesy, you know, broken record stuff? But the reality is You know, that that's the truth. Because if you really love what you're doing and you believe in what you're doing, that's a big part of it. For example, I'm gonna just throw this out there. Like Hakeem. Doesn't come on. Did you ever want to do lashes?
1: No, that was, that was probably on the, my, the last things that I would ever want to do. <laughs> exactly.
0: So, so love maybe wasn't the first word you thought of when you started doing lashes, but what, but one thing you constantly repeat and you talk to people about all the time is how you believed in what you were doing. Like you knew you were doing it right. You knew yeah. you were doing it well. So maybe the love wasn't quite there, but you definitely believed in it. So sometimes you don't necessarily love what you're doing, but if you believe in it and you know that you're helping people, that's a big part too. Yeah, you have
1: to you have to um, have a good attitude about it and actually want to do your best. You can't just be doing something. You gotta give a shit. Yeah, you have to give a shit. Yeah, you can't just be doing it for the money and not give a shit and... And like just
0: so like if you're in that place where you're still learning how to perfect your craft and you don't really love it yet, but you believe in it and you know you're helping people and you actually care about doing a good job, those can kind of replace the love. You know, the love you can probably grow. I, I would say just for those of you who are like, well, I don't know if I love this yeah, yet.
1: Yeah, because once you once you, once it becomes easy to do. That's when you, the the love starts to grow. Yeah, now you
0: love doing lashes. Now I see you get in your zone. Maybe not all the time, but I definitely see you get in the zone and it looks like you're in your element. And I, again... That came from after what you're going on two years of doing lashes. Now it's not like it was overnight. Yeah, not for sure. It definitely wasn't overnight. It was but frustrating.
1: It, yeah, the first couple of times I was like, man, I never. Mind. I don't know if I really want anyone to even do this with you anymore. Yeah,
0: and you would have like freaking panic attacks because you were just frustrated that you weren't getting done fast. And I think that that's the problem with a lot of people these days. <sighs> they expect it to happen overnight. Yeah, and
1: then I was comparing myself to you, and then that was you, a bad. Yeah, idea. That was a bad idea because <laughs> you, you had been doing it already for.
0: There's another another side note that you shouldn't do. Another way to be to remain positive is to completely avoid comparing yourself. That is a recipe for disaster when it comes to maintaining a positive mindset. You are gonna have a very hard time being positive about your own success when you're over there paying attention to somebody else's.
1: Yeah, and, and trust me, not they're not just having success; they're having fail- yes. they're having failures too. You know what I mean? Yep, they're, for sure. They're going through it too. They're not everything is rainbow and sunshine.
0: At this point, Hakeem and I have now traveled all over the country together. I've traveled with and without him. I have spoke to and um, gotten to peek inside the minds of some of the people that you guys probably look up to. Some of the first brands, like some of the biggest brands that you can think of, I have gotten the privilege of speaking with them and like mano y mano, like just very like raw real conversations, they've shown me their numbers on their websites, like, like all the things that you wish you could know. I, I have had those conversations. And I'm telling you right now, all the problems you're having, they're having, like, this is something you have to think about if you're a lash artist, right? This is where we are, so this is what we go back to a lot. If you're a lash artist and you've been struggling to get clients, you know, I do coaching, business coaching, and a couple of my people in my program noticed a major dip in the last couple of weeks, as well as the people who buy products from us. We've definitely noticed a dip. And so think about it like this. If you guys are experiencing a dip, and you're not getting clients like maybe you were getting a lot of clients and as we said the market fluctuates and you notice all of a sudden maybe a lot of cancellations a lot of reschedules uh, people just not rebooking taking breaks or whatever a lot of times they're not telling you but it's because of financial things
1: yeah like i feel like uh last year was kind of unrealistic as far as uh just services in general, just because everyone had- Self-care much, care services, yeah, just, yeah. Everyone just had so much money left over that- Extra money. Yeah. Free money. Free money, yeah. From the
0: government, from the pandemic.
1: So I feel like maybe now, like the the market might even be fluctuating a little bit, little bit more than usual too because- More dramatically, more yeah. More dramatically because before there was all this influx of dope. Surplus money, yeah. Yeah, and, and now people are getting back to normal realizing that they don't have that big influx they, of money. They're so, not that guy after so, all. So I'm not saying that- that they're going to for sure cancel the services but they're definitely going to have to figure out a way to budget. And, 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 and
0: re, re, reassess their priorities, you know, yeah, for sure. and um, all of us kind of raised our prices because shipping costs went up and all that stuff. And at for a while, when they all were sitting on 16 racks that they got from unemployment or whatever it was, the case, you know, all that, all those, um, those what was they called, child credits and yeah. all that stuff that everyone got, you know, um, all those people are sitting on all that money. They were willing to throw it here and throw it there, throw us a bone. But now they're like, whoa, 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 I don't know if, you know, yeah. fills are really worth $150 every two weeks. And so it's easy for these luxury non-essential services to get put to the side. So if that's you right now and you're like, I was doing so well six months ago and all of a sudden now I'm having to run specials to get clients and all this stuff. The reality is you guys, that comes down to a marketing thing. More than likely your service is not the issue. Um, you you are not the issue and it's not that your clients hate you more than likely it's a marketing tactic. You probably need to readjust the, your market, who you're marketing towards because, um, fun fact, Hakim used to think that like people would never pay $50 for a haircut. You know, a lot of his guys come to him once a week and he was like, there's just no way that people would pay $200 a month for haircuts. And I would tell him like, yes, they will. You, you just need to get out of your mind. He, I remember I even told him, why don't you like get your own studio and start charging like a hundred bucks. And he, and he was like, Oh, nobody will pay that. Sure enough. Yeah. Hakeem has definitely opened his eyes over the last couple, over working with me over the last year, that it's all marketing. That's all it is. If you're struggling with any of these things, guys, it's just marketing. You need to switch up your marketing. And some of the ways that you can do that, because we're not just telling you what you're doing wrong. You know, Hakeem has some insight as to what are some of the ways that you can, um, you know, switch up some of your marketing more than likely you're probably doing things like posting before and afters on instagram um what else are people probably doing um maybe posting on facebook i'm just thinking about the generic things that a lot of people do that in my opinion don't generate a lot of sales maybe handing out business cards at places those are kind of some of the things that you'll see like on facebook if you look how do i get clients those are some of the generic things that people will say but this is 2022 and uh those things don't work as well anymore i feel like the main thing you have to
1: realize is that a lot of a lot of the um time these people aren't coming to you for the services they're coming uh to you to hang out with you so i feel like just opening up yeah yeah. for the experience so i guess like one uh marketing thing that i would say is just get out there and start talking to people like and not talking about like your products and your services like hi my name is ashley and i do lashes no just like (laughs) like getting to know people and like being like being fun and stuff fostering
0: genuine relationships
1: exactly like making real friendships and stuff so people that are like oh you know what like I actually like hanging out with them last time I was hanging out with them talking to them
0: oh and you do lashes I could come to you
1: I could come to you and hang out with you and
0: yeah
1: and yeah I was already getting lashes done but I didn't really like her too much she was kind of quiet or whatever you know like believe it or not one of my guys we still always make fun of him because he didn't really cut the best but (laughs) but when you walk through that door he's like hey what's up man let me give you a hug how's your family this guy never seen their family but hey but he was asking though and he was making the customers feel like, damn, like, yeah, like, 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 they belonged
0: here, like, exactly, like they were part of the family, it's more than the service, it's, it's really an experience, it's a relationship that you're building, so, so build relationships. Yeah, so if you can't get out there, you could even do it like Ashley did it, you know what I mean, like, yes. by commenting and talking Social to people, media. yeah, like, you know. And just engaging, engaging intentionally. Engaging,
1: yeah, make, making, like, uh, remembering stuff that they posted from before on the next mm-hmm. time you comment on them or something, I yeah. mean, like I said, making it, making it personable always, uh. Always makes a big difference, not just oh like oh that's nice or whatever. You know right, like, just hard eyes. Yeah, rem- remembering st- other stuff that they did before is like damn, oh, like oh they pay attention or whatever. That's like, a big
0: one for sure.
1: Paying attention like you, uh, it just makes people feel like so special. So then,
0: and this all comes full circle back to if you love what you You do do, it makes it easy yeah for sure and so i think like if you're struggling with staying positive it's probably because you're kind of just repeating the same things over and over and not getting any better results so it's time to switch it up you know And, and and if you really care about what you're doing and you really want to do this then you're going to dig deep and you're going to find that energy to be able to do that cuz you know at the end of the day it makes you happy and you're helping people and like hakim said and if you can't find it in yourself to step outside your comfort zone and do those things i mean
1: i mean there's other solutions to be before i say like go get a regular job Back in the day, believe it or not, people used to work at barbershops and salons that people had established and and were already making money. Right. That was the route I kind of started off when I first started cutting dirt.
0: Yeah. I, I worked in the salon first before. And
1: then... Uh, the barbershop that I ended up working, I was one of the most popular barbershops around town. So I kind of didn't even have to market myself at that point. You know what I mean? Right. So if you're having a tro- trouble marketing yourself and you think, or maybe
0: you're shy, or maybe
1: you're shy and you think that that's just going to be too hard for you to do, or you don't like social may- media, maybe uh, maybe try finding a salon that's like that's busy and they're looking for a uh, for good quality artist or you know what I mean like.
0: Or maybe even willing to help you grow. Or
1: even, yeah, willing to help you grow. Because Hakeem sure.
0: wasn't the greatest when he started That's working it. at Smooth Bar Shop. Yeah,
1: for sure. It was just, <laughs> it was just being... I guess just showing them that you're a go-getter and that you really want it. You know what I mean? Before I got into it... Willing to, to the,
0: put in the work, yeah.
1: I remember how I got that job again at that barbershop. I was leaving a smooth notes on his car, like every. He used to be my neighbor, so I would leave him notes on his car every day, like, "Hey, is there so, is, is there a chair available for me now? Is there a chair available?" And eventually, he just cracked, and then I ended up buying the barbershop for him. Long, long story short, you know.
0: Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it again, just, putting yourself out, out there, there yeah. and like, the main thing you have to remember is that if that makes you uncomfy, if that makes you squirm in your seat, thinking like you know getting to know people like at the end of the day this is a social service like if you're in the beauty industry or if a fashion industry it doesn't matter any business relies on people yeah, interaction. Sure. so if you have a problem interacting with people and that's not something you're interested in doing you might not want to be an entrepreneur you might want to go work at an office job where you're behind the desk and you don't have to deal with people that's just it, real yeah. talk
1: yeah just filing paperwork what yeah,
0: exactly or whatever yeah. it is whatever that you yeah, feel sure. com- maybe you're, you're okay you're maybe it's just adults that make you uncomfortable maybe you could work with little kids. because they don't make you whatever it is but the point is that you have to be realistic and if you genuinely know like you're meant for this and this is your shit like you're gonna do what it takes and I think like Hakeem like I said he wasn't always passionate about lashes but you know once he found his place in the industry and he knew you know I feel like he's always known that we were helping people it makes it a lot easier
1: yeah for sure having like a Um, Putting out that good stuff always makes you feel good, you know. Yeah, because you help
0: people. And when you help people, I mean, it feels good in in return.
1: It's like a a return of energy, yeah, for sure. Yeah,
0: for sure. So just remember that when you're putting out positivity, you get it back in return. And sometimes it's as simple as commenting on people's posts or, you know, like he said, remembering things that people say. I think I know for sure one of the ways that Hakeem remains positive is... His um, his his magical pen. Oh
1: yeah, for sure. Carries in
0: his pocket. So yeah. full transparency yeah. here, guys. Hakeem is, you know, I'm,
1: he, a, I'm an avid uh
0: self self medicator, that. and I think that factors in. But if that's not something you're interested in, then you know, definitely don't oh. go that route. But. I think um, that was that was yeah that was a lot of really good tips Hakim I think um, I will definitely be writing some of this stuff down for myself I can't make any promises <laughs> but I'll try hard not to be a debbie downer um I, I hope that you guys you know got a lot of value from that because I know that Hakim is really what keeps me afloat when it comes to mindset and and just being positive like I said it's just in my nature to be worrisome all day I always Have you ever seen that movie, um, Inside Out, where it's like the little girl and like those little people in her head? Hakim is like joy. Hakim is hands down joy. Just like happy, happy, joy, joy. And I'm fear- I'm the the purple guy. Sadness, the sadness. A little bit of sadness. Haley, my our daughter, says I'm sadness. I'm definitely because I always see the sad things and things. I'm like, well, what if this? Well, what if that? And I'm I'm a little bit of fear and um, sadness. I'm not really anger. I don't feel like I like jump to anger too much in our business, but for sure sadness and um, fear. Um, are my two because I'm always freaked out and I'm always um, just seeing the worst in things. And I'm always just like, yeah, money comes and goes. Don't even worry about Oh my God, that's money. like a tale as old as time. When we first started dating, he would say that stuff. Like He'd always say like, money comes and goes. I'd be like, how are we going to pay rent this month? He's like, we'll figure it out. Like, hey, but just, hey,
1: it always got figured out. It did. I mean, so, it yeah. really did, yeah. It, it really just, did. Like I said, just stay positive, guys.
0: I hope that this... Um, you know, brightened your day a little and you got to see a little bit more about Hakim. And that is, that is your first lesson from Lash Poppy. If you guys have suggestions on what other things you'd like to know, how Hakeem went about certain things in business, um, feel free to leave a review on um, Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. Um, the more feedback we get there, we're able to see like what you guys are interested in. Or you can also sh- uh, share this to your Instagram or your TikTok and tag us. That way you can let us know. We like, get, drop us a, uh, you know a caption and let us know what you would want to hear from the last next uh, but yeah until next time thank you guys yeah,
1: nice talking to you guys see you later